listeners. This is Kelly Donahue Piero with Agency Performance Partners. I am your guest podcast host today, and I couldn't be more delighted than to have Doug Moore, who is VP of Industry Relations and Partnerships for Vertifor. He's been there for 10 years, joining me today. So, Doug, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Kelly. Glad to be on the uh, the podcast and talking to our HC Nation fans out there. Excellent, excellent. I know things are a lot different. We were just catching up for a few minutes saying, you know, some of the industry shows are not there. Um, I know the Vertifor conference has been, um, you know, canceled for the year. Um, and so we're just trying to find new ways to connect with agents and make sure that we can still have those conversations that we'd be normally having, but just in a more socially distant and safe way. Um, so I got to catch up a little bit with Doug. Very interesting. You know, Doug, if you maybe just want to even just start by how we just started of just what do you do and what's your job over at Vertifor? Um, what do you get up and get to work on every day? Yeah, thanks, Kelly. So um, so as vice president of industry relations and partnerships, I really have two areas of responsibility at Vertifor, and I'll, I'll kind of break them in, in, into both sections. So as uh, the leader of our industry relations, I get the pleasure of working with um, organizations like the Big Eye uh, and Invest, on which, uh, you know, I sit on the board of directors for Invest, which is really exciting. And then um, other outside industry organizations like ID Federation or Sign On Once, uh, which is all about, you know, eliminating passwords through real-time connectivity between agents and carriers. But uh, what, from an industry perspective, I kind of work with those groups to kind of look at what's going on in our in our world. Uh, how is, uh, in some cases, technology affecting that world? So um, I'm heavily involved with ACT and, you know, Ron Berg and, and you know, looking at how we can shape uh, the, the technology world to fit the independent agent. So that's pretty exciting, um, you know, but, I, you know, being an industry relations person, the biggest challenge I'm having, Kelly, is not getting on an airplane every week. Um, you know, it's it's like be careful what you wish for. I, you know, I'm complaining. You know, the amount of travel I've had over the last couple of years of getting on planes and flights. Uh, but when you turn the spigot off, you don't realize how much you really enjoy some of that stuff. And and most importantly, getting out and seeing my friends out there in the industry. Uh, getting to, getting to, you know, have a nice dinner, uh, you know, after uh, a day's hard work, uh, or a cold beverage, frosty beverage. Uh, those are some of the things I'm missing right now. So, but anyway, getting back to me, uh, the second part of my job is I run the Orange Partner Program at Vertifor, and that's something we're very passionate about. We'll talk a little bit more about that, but, uh, you know, we, we have a, a unique position and way we approach the partner community of Vertifor. And um, like I said, we'll probably chat a little bit more about that later. Well, you mentioned a couple, of, I love Ron Berg. He's one of my favorite people in the, in the whole wide world. I think if you don't like Ron Berg, there's might be something wrong with you. <laughs> That's what I always say about anybody I meet. And every, you know, obviously he's well established in the community and I hear you on the travel. I traveled every week and I was always wanted more balance, but this got off balance. So, um, we are starting to get back on the road, which is exciting and fun. Just a little different. Um, took my first red eye with a mask last week, so that's exciting. <laughs> and I live to tell about it. So when you get back out there, you know, we'll welcome you with open arms too, Doug. So from your perspective, because obviously you're doing both from agent, the um, industry relations component, the tech side, why don't you give us from your perception what's going on 
how have things changed? Obviously, no one woke up on January 1st thinking this is where we would be this year. Um, all of us yeah. probably have much different plans, but you know, whenever there's adversity, there's opportunity. So why don't you tell us a little bit about where you're seeing these opportunities, what's working, and you know, from your perspective, kind of what we can all expect. Yeah. Well, I, I think the most uh, exciting thing for us in the industry that we serve um, is number one, you know, early on, we were deemed an essential business, right? Insurance agents, carriers, uh, for obvious reasons, you know, our businesses continued to operate given the uh, the global pandemic. So, um, but, you know, there was a lot of questions in the beginning on what effect this was going to have on our industry. And um, it really encourages me when I talk to our customers, and that's usually the first question I ask them is, how is your business doing? And, you know, I usually drill into new business because obviously renewals are going to be there, right? Um, with the exception of, you know, we know commercial lines, small businesses are going to take a hit, uh, and that's eventually going to hurt and hit the book of business uh, for our independent agent customers. But, you know, the question I kind of like to zero in is how is new business? What, you know, is that completely turned off? And, and for the most part, uh, the high percentage of customers I talk to, their new business, uh, their book's growing, uh, which would, is really contradictory to what I would think would be going on in the industry. Um, and, you know, it's, it's really exciting, encouraging to see that, and that this is not, I'm not talking the, the big guys. I'm talking Main Street agencies, you know, uh, 15 people and less, uh, you know, small shops that don't have a larger affiliation. And, you know, they're, they are continuing to expand and thrive during these tough times. Um, the most, I'd say that one of the most interesting conversations I have is like when I ask them if they're going to the office, they're like, of course we are. And, you know, and it's like not full time, not the whole staff. You know, I'm usually talking to the principals and, you know, senior executives of, of the, the agency. Um, but, uh, you know, that they, they still continue to, to go into the office at some pace. And obviously, you know, they're not getting on a plane to go to the office or driving to the office and, and they're practicing, you know, uh, you know, safe social distancing and everything like that. Uh, but I thought that was really interesting and it makes sense. Now, what, uh, what hasn't, or what has really changed is the clients aren't coming to the office, obviously. So, so the insureds are not coming down to, you know, work on renewals, make payments, you know, uh, normal interaction that you would get with a main street agency that's, you know, that's part of the, the, uh, the hometown economy. Um, that definitely is not changing, but, um, uh, but that's, that's very positive. Now, I will say there have been some uh, there have been some tragedies uh, within the industry, mostly on the technology side. And I won't go into any specific examples, but I will tell you it's if you were a startup uh, insure tech business in late 2019, early 2020, uh, this has been a this has been a tough road uh, for those for those startups. And I can't uh, I can't uh, really complain myself uh, because we do have a fairly established customer base at Vertifor and, and we have been, uh, we have been laser, not that we weren't laser focused before, but we've been laser focused on customer service and customer service in the times of COVID-19. And I think that's the, probably the headline that we'll see, you know, when, 
when McKenzie writes a paper, you know, five years from now on, you know, you know, what happened during the COVID-19 crisis, uh, it really is kind of all about customer service. How did you, how did you serve your customer? How did you provide the, the level of service that they needed during these times where we have had to completely change everything that we do? Absolutely. And, you know, serving the customer and taking care of your own team at the same time kind of go hand in hand and having the right tools to do that, I think, is really critical, too. Um, we dealt with some agencies that are we I shouldn't say we, we don't typically deal with them, but we heard through the grapevine, you know, agencies on paper files really had some challenges that they had to go over. Agencies not on certain like voice over IP had some hurdles to kind of try to figure out and navigate and even if they were going into the office, people were certainly working from home at a much higher status. So, you know, for the agencies that are kind of pulling through at this time, like what did you see the best in class do and where did you see the people that were struggling? Were there any key attributes along those lines? Yeah. Um, and and I'll, I'll talk a little bit about those technologies you mentioned, but let me, let me talk about um, what Vertifor customers specifically that were prepared for this situation had in place um, and why they were, it was very little disruption to their business. And, and uh, we, we see it really prevalent in the Northeast because with Hurricane Sandy, uh, Superstorm Sandy, right? A lot of agents in the Northeast already went through this situation where they couldn't get to their office. They couldn't get to their files. The phone systems were down, you know, so, uh, so number one, it, it, we, we had, uh, before Sandy, we had a lot of agents in the Northeast that still hosted their own database, still had a SQL Server database because they wanted their data close to them and control. And we saw a huge uptake in our online solutions for AMS 360 and Sujita where you have an option. Um, and, and so that's number one. Number one, if you have all your systems in the cloud, uh, it makes it easier to deal with a situation where all of a sudden you're not going to the office right away. Um, the second thing is our customers who had embraced digital communication with their clients and something as simple as uh, the InsureLink client portal, which allows uh, InsureLink allows our customers to extend certain servicing capabilities out to the end insured, to the policyholder. So I can get an auto ID card. I can uh, look up a policy. I can request an endorsement. Uh, if I write commercial lines, I can add a holder to a certificate of insurance. I can share documents online in a secure encrypted uh, manner with my policyholders. Uh, deck pages. Uh, maybe, you know, there's a claim that needs to be filed that insured can initiate that, that claim digitally and electronically. So so the best-in-class uh, Vertifor customers had already deployed InsureLink, the client portal, out to their policyholders and were able to continue a digital relationship just as effectively as, uh, you know, some of the needs that they would have in doing something in the office or in person. Um, now, we also had a number of agencies that had purchased InsureLink but had never turned it on. And so all of a sudden we had a, a huge uh, request to our services team to start turning on that, that particular product feature with AMS 360. And we just rolled it out to work with Sajida as well. So now our Sajida agencies can take advantage of that. Um, so InsureLink is a, a technology that 
you know, we saw right away being something that was that was very advantageous. And uh, our our leaders of our company, our senior executives, decided to do something really unheard of in our industry. And they just decided that we're going to give away that product for free till uh, till this thing's over. And so at that obviously increased adoption again. And what'll be interesting is, you know, post COVID-19, uh, do all those customers continue to use that technology? We surely hope so because it's important. Um, but, but I would say that, you know, that, that, uh, digital readiness of being able to interact with the, the, the customers, the clients, the policyholders, the insureds, uh, in a, in electronic fashion, those clients had a head start over, over the others. Sure. Absolutely. Um, and where did you see the agencies that maybe struggled? Um, like, was there any key features? Like we saw a lot with, you know, fake paper files, um, or they were kind of using a management system, kind of still relying on paper. Um, were there any pockets that just seemed to really kind of have a harder road than maybe they should have? Um, well, uh, and, uh, I, I'll, uh, I won't talk to like some of the processes. I'll talk more to the technology and, and those agents. So, um, you know, as a technology company, Vertifor has a disaster recovery plan. We have a business recovery plan. You know, we, we, we have documentation and, you know, processes in place if the worst thing in the world would happen. Now, this was pretty bad, but it's not the worst thing in the world, right? You know, uh, but you know, every, every technology company, uh, that I have known or worked for has this type of, uh, you know, business recovery plan. What happens if all of a sudden, you know, midnight, you can no longer get access to your, to your systems. You know, there has to be a backup plan. Most independent agents, uh, especially the ones that I'm describing, 15 people and less had, did not have such a plan in place. So, um, so there were a couple weeks transition where they had to create this plan. They had to figure out how do I get, um, uh, my CSRs access to the, to the system, even though it's online and it's fairly easy, you still need to get a computer and access to the, to the database. If they've never worked from home, then there are going to be some, you know, some, uh, surprises, some gotchas. So our support lines were ringing off the hook, you know, the first couple of weeks that agencies were trying to work from home, getting desktop settings configured and access to systems and, you know, uh, what, whatever needed to be, you know, more of like, a you know, a help desk for, you know, connecting a new PC to, to AMS 360 or Sajid or QQ Catalyst. And, um, that was, that was a, a big transition. So if you, and so the agencies that actually had a, you know, disaster recovery plan, again, uh, most coastal zones, uh, agencies in coastal zones would have already gone through this because, um, they have experienced this. So they've, they've had to do that transition from all of a sudden, you know, I'm not going to the office Monday morning. I'm working from home. How am I going to service my book? Um, and the, that, I would say that was the real area where the agencies that struggled didn't, didn't have never tested that. And, you know, I was on the NetView forums right after, you know, this all came down and, and there was a number of forum, number of, you know, topics of agencies going, yep, we, you know, we got to test our, we, we had tested it. Everybody had worked from home once before, you know, we forced everybody to do it. And sure enough, when we really needed it, 
it worked like a champ. So, um, so that was probably the, the biggest struggles is those that had not tested out or A, didn't have a plan or B, had a plan, but never tested it out. Cause you can have a plan, right? You can say, this is what's going to happen. You know, we're all going to, we're all going to, you know, go com- get together at this place and, you know, do something, uh, you know, collection area, whatever. But if you never test the plan, if you never, the first time you do it, right? So like, you know, we have at our house, you know, we have a plan, right? If there's a, I live in Seattle, if we have an earthquake, we're all going to go down in the alley. But, you know, if you don't test the plan, you know, once or twice and know the drill and get the muscle memory, then, you know, it's not going to be as effective as if you had tested that out. So having the plan is good, but always, you know, testing it before you actually have to use it in the real case. I know you've made it a big point with clients to say, imagine if you knew on January 1st that this is going to happen almost to the point too of like how much overthinking may have happened, how much, you know, like we might've made it more complicated too, in certain respects where for many of our agencies anyway, really within 72 hours, they figured out in some makeshift way, not always pretty, right. But some makeshift way, um, that how to go ahead and, and do this differently. And everybody kind of rose up to that challenge, which I love to see. It's kind of like, how do we get the best out of all of us? We're in an, un, you know, an unprecedented situation. Um, you know, how do you have your grandson troubleshoot your computer getting up and running at home? Or my favorite thing that's come out of this is actually um, people being more comfortable in webcams because we do a lot of video conferencing and there was always the, Oh, my webcam doesn't work, but suddenly now it's, it's a much bigger process, which I, I like because it makes our training things a little bit more enjoyable, I think. Um, so why do we- Yeah, you bring up a really good point. So, uh, that the webcam, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of agents didn't have a webcam or, you know, or like I have a laptop that's got a webcam built in and, and I don't know if you saw the prices of webcams about the first 30 days on COVID on amazon.com, a webcam that would have cost you like $6.99 or $9.99. They were sold for 150 bucks. If you could get them. If you you could get them. It was crazy. But then everyone realized, like, we need to see each other. And, you know, I was always laughing. I'm like, these little smartphones have cameras. Like, we can still do this, guys, you know. Um, but, yeah, it just it made the it made the world a little bit more connected, I suppose, at the end of the day. Um, yeah, and there's terminologies that, uh, that people did not have in their daily uh, vocabulary, like ring lights. I mean, <laughs> nobody knew what a ring light was before COVID-19. Now everybody knows what a ring light is. Everyone knows what Zoom is, too. It became like the new, you know, the Xerox machine. It's like there was no get on a go-to meeting. It was like get on your Zoom meeting. (laughs) Everybody kind of figured that part out. So why don't you tell me a little bit more about the partnership side of your role at Vertifor? Um, So I know you've got a lot of fun things that you get to work on to really help agents kind of round out their business, figure out what makes the most sense for them. And so kind of tell us a little bit about what you're seeing on the partnership front, what's new and exciting, um, and, and maybe how some of these partners are dealing with COVID and what's next. Yeah, absolutely. So, so at Vertifor, um, we, we take the approach that, you know, we focus on our core solutions uh, that we deliver to our, our independent agents. And that's really around agency management systems and some of the core processes that uh, the service 
and help a, an agent service and, and increase their book of business. So, um, you know, the core agency management system capabilities, we have a personalized comparative rater, reference content library, workflow management, analytics, uh, commercial submissions. But there are certain areas that we believe that it's better to go out there and partner with the best in class solutions than to build it ourselves. So, so we have a, a open API toolkit that is, uh, built into all of our, uh, all of our agency management solutions that allows us through an API connection to connect up with these best in class solutions. And so we embrace the, the partner ecosystem that, uh, that surrounds our solutions. And we do that because our customers use those solutions and gain value from them. We don't do anything that would not benefit our customers. So when we look at our business, we look at the best way to deliver value to our, our clients. And if a client uh, deems that, you know, a third party solution that can run their telephone, their voice over IP telephony system, uh, and integrate that with, with Vertifor solution is the best way to, for them to gain a competitive advantage, then we're all for that, uh, that approach. And we don't want to close off our system. We want to really embrace the, the partner ecosystem and community and enable those partners to, to work in conjunction with Vertifor and, and our customers. And that's what the Orange Partner Program is all about. It's about a formal relationship with these uh, third-party technology and solution providers um, that enable our customers to gain more value and have a better customer relationship with their and insurance. And so we kind of look at partnerships servicing a couple different different areas, but most of our partners fall into into two areas: either enhancing the the client experience and uh, and making that client experience more seamless through technology, or helping the agency management system do something better. So I'll give a couple examples uh, on on you know what types of solutions we see independent agents embracing, um, and there's the, the I call them the two E's. We've got electronic payment and electronic signature, e-payment and e-signature. Um, without a doubt, you know there there's no need for us to go out there and build a, a payment portal and you know all the processing for ACH and credit card payments that need to be done for uh, for agency bill, and similarly. Uh, there's no reason for us to go out there and build our own e-signature solution when there's best-in-class solutions out there. So, so those are two that, and in the COVID-19 times, as we are now living in, um, those are two of the solutions that have been most popular within our partner community to go out there and and automate. And I won't, uh, I'm not going to really. This is not an advertisement for our partners. If you go to our website, uh, look up our partner page, you can see who some of the orange partners are that provide these types of solutions. But, but the two areas that we're seeing the most interest are those two E's, the e-payments and the e-signatures, uh, e-signature solutions. Now you also mentioned VoIP solutions, voice over IP. That is, uh, I, and, and when I talk about, I kind of include that one with the two E's. When I think of table stakes from a digital electronic perspective, if an agency isn't automating their their phone system, uh, their signatures on uh, on on contracts, on applications, on proposals, um, and if they're not automating payments on agency bill, then they should they should absolutely be looking at those technologies. And and when I say table stakes, I mean that's like the minimum entry to to, to play in our business. And if you're not automating those three areas 
with technology, then uh, then you should really be looking at those. And and with with the, the phone systems, especially um, being able, you know, we talk about the business recovery plan and being able to transition from work from office to work from home. The VoIP systems make that a seamless transition and makes it easy to to unplug your headset and your computer uh, from the office and have the same customer experience as if you were doing it, uh, you know, from home as if you were doing it from the office. I know I have a sneaky suspicion that us here up north, because I'm in Rhode Island, I know you said you're in the Seattle area. I I don't think that snow days are going to be quite the same going forward. I think that uh, agencies won't necessarily be closed on snow days and getting that bonus day off. I think it'll be more work from home day those days. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then the, the fourth area that, um, that we really saw, fourth partner solution that we really saw, uh, a, a big surge in activity is, um, any of the partner solutions that, uh, that we have, uh, work with that automate the customer communication. And, um, that could just be, you know, uh, a template, um, you know, that you're a template, uh, email campaign or social media campaign that you're sharing with your customers and prospects. Um, it could be through automated surveys and referrals. Um, it, it, it was a, it, a, when I talk to those partners to provide those type of, you know, and I call it, call them kind of client communication platforms um, to keep their insureds and policyholders in the loop and what's happening in their business. Those types of solutions also during COVID-19 or extremely uh, high usage. Uh, if they if the agency didn't have them in place, many of them went out to some of our partner companies uh, looking to adopt and acquire acquire and adopt those solutions. Um, and that was another big area. And you know, I look at how we have stepped up our communication with Invertifor to our customer base. Um, not that again, not that we weren't communicating before, but now more than ever, when you're not in front of your customers. Uh, that are used to seeing you, it's even more important to, to have increased communications because, you know, I, I'm not the marketing expert, but, you know, there's, a, there's formulas that, you know, you need to, you need to send out communications to a customer 10x electronically to get the same impact as if you're sitting across the table from them, you know, having a lunch or breakfast or, you know, a business meeting. So, um, because it's just our attention span to consume that digital information is just much less than if I'm sitting across the table from you. And that's, that's why Zoom has been so, uh, well adopted is because it gives us the, you know, the feeling, the, the, the kind of same, um, uh, relationship as if I was sitting across the table from you, Kelly, you know, even though I'm, you know, looking at, at looking at a screen and seeing your smiling face. Um, the, 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 the video interaction and capabilities is much better than just talking on a phone or a, a blank, uh, blank WebEx or Zoom screen. So. So true. So true. So as we kind of, you know, take the, the final hardball question I'm going to give you, <laughs> um, where do you see all this going? Like what's next? Um, obviously we've kind of been in a little bit of survival mode. I think it's fair to say as both people and business owners and trying to run in this industry, but we were to hit the fast forward button a few years from now, you know, what would we see is next on the horizon? Yeah. 
Well, I think there's a couple um, a couple decisions that business owners need to make, um, and I'll use my own uh, my own part of the world as an example. So uh, so everyone knows Amazon, right? And everyone knows that Amazon has a huge presence in downtown Seattle. Uh, tens of thousands of employees commute in or were commuting into downtown Seattle on a daily basis, um, which created a whole economy around Amazon uh, buildings were a huge number of buildings and cranes over the last 10 years have been over Seattle. We're finally seeing the cranes go down because uh, construction's nearing an end, but restaurants, uh, coffee shops, uh, unfortunately traffic, uh, a, a number of results of Amazon uh, convert Amazon employee, employees converging into downtown Seattle. Well, Amazon's now made the statement that, you know, for those employees that can work from home, you uh, can will be working from home until January 1st. And you know what? There's going to be a large percentage of those will, that will never come back into the office. So as a business owner, you need to look in, at your business and say, is this, do we want to continue this? Because there may be certain staff members that prefer to, to work from home as opposed to coming to the office. So this gives us an option now. We know we can do it. Now, do you want to continue to do it? And that's really the question there from a business perspective. And then the second one from a technology perspective is, all right, so we've proven that we can communicate and have an effective relationship electronically with our customers. Guess what? The rest of the world, the outside of insurance has been doing this for years, right? And I, I like to, I like to, I, I, I've only been in insurance for 10 years. I've been a Vertifor for 10 years. So, um, I still remember those days where I worked in the real world outside of insurance and I love this industry and I won't ever work anywhere else. It's, 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 uh, I'm, it's by far the favorite, uh, my favorite industry I've been involved with, uh, genuine people, just great, great purpose and serve, uh, serving our customers that we do all across the insurance distribution channel. But, um, but you know, the question that I have for independent in agency owners is, Please, well, not question. Uh, the request is please continue to leverage these digital tools and technology because it only we we had many customers that would say no, we don't want to put up the client portal because it's going to take away from the personal relationship with that when I have with my ed agencies or my my insure my policyholders. No, it can enhance the experience. It's not going to replace. It can enhance the experience, and it's a changing world. We know it. Younger consumers, younger producers, CSRs coming into the business, and this type of technology is going to be expected. Um, and, you know, we, we already know that, you know, the big insurance companies offer a lot of technology to their policyholders. And as independent agency owners, we need to look at that uh, as the digital customer experience that we should be targeting, you know, that and the Amazon experience, because Amazon's changed all of our worlds as well. I can just... I can just push that button and, you know, I can order a $150 webcam from, you know, China and it'll get here in six weeks. Um, you know, it's push a button economy, immediate, uh, immediate response. And we need to be able to provide that same type of service as independent insurance agents. Well, it's also taking the step of, you know, what do you want your employees to be focused on? Do you want them to be focused on doing that certificate or do you want them to build that relationship with their customer versus just kind of do transactions all day? Um, E-signature, e-pay, things like that. It's like, hey, I don't need you follow, calling three times to follow up on certain things. 
I'd rather you call them and say, hey, your renewal's coming up. Let's take a look at it together. And so I think we also have to kind of level up some of the job duties in an agency and where we can use technology because one, customers now have the option to like it more. And then two, the team can then focus on bigger picture items. Um, but you have to have the, you have to kind of have the right leadership too to navigate some of those things and get adoption because as you know, if the team doesn't adopt it, it's hard for the customers to ever be aware and know about it and get through that phase of, of everything too. So I do have a couple fun questions for you just because we never leave our podcast without a few fun questions if you're up for it, Doug. Oh, always. <laughs> All right. What was your, uh, the, your least favorite job you've ever had in your whole life? Can I answer, can I answer with my favorite job first? Mm -hmm. So, uh, so I grew up in Southern California and I grew up, uh, riding motorcycles and racing bicycle motocross. And I was into skateboarding in the early days. My favorite job and I worked hard to get it was I got, uh, as 16 years old, I worked at a brand new skateboard park for, uh, the better part of a year and got to do what I loved. So let me answer your, so that was pretty cool. Uh, but let me answer the worst job I ever had, uh, was as a dishwasher at, uh, you know, a, a nighttime bar restaurant, um, peeling, peeling onions and doing dishes. It was the hardest working job I've ever had. I, I didn't survive very long because it was just, it was, I was going to high school and working until one o'clock at night. And my mom just said, nope, that job's not going to work out for you. So, and I'm, I thanked her because it was, it was not a fun job. That's a good one. Um, well, and the next one's a fun one for me because you live in one of my favorite places in all of America. I just love the Pacific Northwest area. Um, what is one thing if someone came out to your area that's a must-see that might be kind of off the beaten path or that, you know, people may not know about? Oh, wow. Um, I would say get on a boat and go to a, one of the San Juan Islands. Um, that And, you know, when you get on a boat in Seattle, you can see whales, you can see uh, sea life, uh, you're going to definitely get off of the, uh, like today, it's going to be 92 in Seattle, which is very hot for us, uh, unseasonably hot. If it's a hot day, it's a good way to cool off. But yeah, I would say, you know, either get on a ferry and, you know, do one of the ferries to Bainbridge Island or Whidbey Island or the peninsula, or, uh, you know, get on a boat and go to San Juan Island or Orcas Island or, you know, one of the, one of the San Juans are just, fan they're fantastic. And they're just, you just go back in time. It's really cool. We did that. We were there last fall, early fall, and we did Bainbridge. So I can say, truth be told, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, and my final question for you is, um, if you look at all the COVID stuff, um, what's been your biggest lesson that you've learned through this big changing time, like your biggest takeaway? Um, the, the biggest takeaway for me is how resilient and how positive our industry is. Um, given all the negativity in the world and the, the different things that we're going through, um, again, when I talk to agency owners and principals and, you know, staff members, 
it's it, all that stuff's out the door and it's like, let's just focus on doing our job and servicing our customers and, you know, helping our, our business to thrive. And, you know, it'd really be easy to get stuck into the, into the negative, uh, in, in, you know, thinking of all the bad things that could happen, but without a doubt, every single agency staff member, personnel owner that I talk to do, they're just, they're just on the up positive. And it's like, it just, it blows me away. It's fantastic. Cause I've got friends in other industries. Um, I've, we've, uh, we live near Boeing. Um, so a number of my neighbors are tied to the aerospace industry. I've got a couple friends that are pilots. I mean, you know, all of their worlds are completely changed and upside down. And, uh, and so, you know, I count, I count my blessings that I get to work with such great industry, but, you know, I'd say that through this, the positivity of the independent insurance channel uh, and everybody involved in it has just blown me away. Great. Well, thank you so much, Doug. Is there anything else that you want to tell the listeners before we let you go back to your to uh, to the partnerships and your industry relations? No, just hi to all my friends out there that are listening. And uh, there will be a time where we can all be together and having fun again. So. Great. Well, thank you so much, Doug. And to all the Agency Nation listeners, we hope that you've enjoyed this podcast. And as always, make sure you subscribe um, and you can subscribe to the Agency Nation podcast to get this and many more episodes. So thank you, everyone. Have a great day.